0: Greens MP and Spokesperson for Social Development, Ricardo Men's March, now joins us this morning. Good morning, Ricardo. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. What kind of difference do you think this new plan by National will make? Look, effectively,
1: it's a bit of a rehash of what we've got in place. Effectively, um, doubling down on the benefit sanctions, and introducing uh, coaches that will help people into employment on on top of what we already got, which is intensive case management. Our concern though, is that this is not necessarily focusing on the strengths of young people because we've known and literature has shown us that benefit sanctions do not really work. um, And all they do is actually end up criminalizing people because if you end up starving someone by taking away their main income, you're basically pushing people into criminal activity.
0: Do you think there's any individual factors that this policy hasn't taken into account?
1: Well, what this hasn't taken into account is that the way that the current system works pushes people into basically any job, no matter how unsuitable. So before being in Parliament, I used to work with unemployed people, and um, I saw firsthand how people would end up being pushed into jobs that effectively could end up making childcare more expensive because of the uncertain hours and the distance um, that... That was from home, and that actually ended up being almost a disincentive for people to go on to work. And what we've been saying is that what the Ministry of Social Development needs to do is put in place a decent work framework to ensure that if people are going to be matched with a job, that these jobs have guaranteed hours, a decent income. And that way, we are ensuring that when people are looking for jobs... We'll be into that and in, in that job for longer, and hopefully those aspirations that young people have will
0: be met. Ricardo, we have a problem in this country—a very, very serious problem in this country. Where every single business is looking for staff. We have got huge issues because of the travellers are no longer here that were were helping us with the situation. Now we find out we've got a hundred thousand people, or just over, that are available to work in New Zealand that don't want to work. Please show me or enlighten me how we can make A and B equal C. Yeah,
1: look, I would challenge the idea that they don't want to work. I think um, the realities of low-income people are far more complex than just kind of reducing it to people not wanting to work. A lot of these young people are in situations of complex intergenerational poverty and trauma, um, and this is why we do need those support systems in place to ensure that people are matched into good jobs and and are supported alongside the way. And so... Right now, the current way that the work seminars that work in can work is that people, it's just a bit of a tick box exercise. And we don't think that's good enough to ensure that young people seeking work are actually put into jobs that pay decent wages and have guaranteed hours. I think right now, is actually the perfect time to put those frameworks in place with employers really calling out for workers. The government has a job to ensure that uh, they work alongside employers to put some people into decent work.
0: Why do you think there are so many people that just don't want to work? You know, we can't. We can no longer, Ricardo, say that the wages are too low. You know, too low. You can get a thousand dollars a week working a forty-hour week as a kitchen hand now easily. You know?
1: Yeah, and 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 part of unpacking those job seeker numbers is that. Quite a few of those people who are in job-seeker benefit would still be in part-time work. Um, and, and so a lot of these young people would also have other responsibilities in their community, whether it is caregiving um, you know, to their family members, or they may be doing part-time work and then doing volunteer work in their community as well. And so I think I would also challenge the idea that anyone on job-seeker isn't working. Some people are working just reduced hours to make sure that they can also meet other responsibilities. And again, um, what we do want to focus on is ensuring that the government's role of uh, supporting people into employment isn't just a tick-box exercise. There is a framework in place. And I think, like I said, right now seems like the perfect opportunity to introduce a framework that ensures young people are going into decent work.
0: To help the other issue then, Ricardo, how would... how do you believe that the government should open up the borders more and try and get more people in here so that we can find workers?
1: I mean, the the reality right now with our immigration settings and you know the, the issue of shortages is that, particularly in in places like healthcare, um, there does seem to be a disconnect in terms of the pathways to residency that were created by the government. And this is one of those we, you know, ourselves and national may not have a lot in common, but that is one of the things that we've said um, that. Nurses, for example, need to have those pathways to residencies to make sure that those jobs are attractive, but also to ensure that um, those nurses and their families are supported as part of the workforce. And we do think there's improvements that could be made in that area.
0: Thank you very much, Ricardo, for joining us and giving us your opinion. It's great to hear from you. That's uh, Ricardo Menzies-March. He's a social uh, development spokesperson for the Green Party.